0: My name is Tom Chick. I'm here, with Christian house uh,
1: I never liked the name. I never felt like me.
0: <laughs> and with a "What keeps you alive?" tagline, Does. Kelly Wand.
1: Blue Queered.
2: Ah, uh, spoiler. Ah, uh, uh, I, I, I have no idea I'd what you Stupid just said. Tom.
0: Give me once again. I need one that I understand, Kelly Wand.
2: It's Blue Beard, but it's Blue Queered. You don't get that? I do not. No, a pirate reference. Still? Do you know the story of Bluebeard? He's a pirate. (laughs) Dingus, listen to me. Listen to this. Don't listen to me. I'm not the one to be listened to. All right. The one you will get, Tom. Okay. Finally, a movie that taps into our fears of diabetics. I just sound angry. Do you at least understand these comedy bits? I got that one. Is there a third one? I always go into Ships. As in relationships, Tom, not the pirate kind this time also. <laughs> thinking I'm the Megan, but really I'm the Daniel. <laughs> I don't I don't
0: watch her oh,
3: like
2: soap opera that's from. Nice glass of wine. <sighs> Thing he didn't understand those. I get that they're dumb. I'm not arguing against that. Who are Daniel and Megan? What soap opera is that from? the movie that we were talking about on the podcast. Oh,
0: one of the characters is named Daniel? Yeah, the dude. The, old, the, the only, the only kid, Oh, the old. only yeah, dude. They're... Right, right. Okay. Well, let's get to the, where, those are spoilers. So, Dingus, what is this movie that Kelly Wand is is uh, talking about?
2: Blue right. Queer, though. All right, whatever.
0: What? Yes. So, so it's a pirate, but there's a, a lesbian pirate. Okay. Is that what you're telling? Well, I don't. I... No.
2: The f- do you what? Do you know anything specific about Bluebeard at all? Uh, yeah.
0: He was played by oh. Errol Flynn, and then Johnny Depp played him in the more recent movies.
2: Uh, he That's... probably. That's oh,
1: so sparrowous. Sh-
2: he Remember, he doesn't like cannons. mustaches, and if a character has a beard, it doesn't care what color it is or what its story is. He's just zoned out. So Bluebeard doesn't like
0: mustaches. This is thrilling. I'm so glad that this came up. This super important that I know I am. All right. Bluebeard doesn't like mustaches. Now I learned something about pirates. Well,
1: I'll tell you later because it's a spoiler. Well, Bluebeard okay. is the warmest pirate. <laughs> see?
2: This is what I. This is all I have left now, Tom, thanks to your ignorance.
1: <laughs> all right. What do we see? Bluebeard. Blue cleared. <laughs> this week we saw what That's keeps exactly. you alive. A 2018 Canadian thriller horror movie. Canadian. Really? The Canadian yeah. thriller horror movie, you guys. Going to for everything. We saw They're a Canadian thriller me. horror movie about a crow versus an eagle. It was written and directed by Colin Minahan. It stars Hannah Emily Anderson. Ugh. Brit- Brittany Allen. <laughs> Martha MacIsaac. Totally, uh, How about sure. Martha <laughs> McIsaac, you guys? Yeah, his How wine. Her? How about her making an appearance? What the heck? Oh, yeah.
2: She's like a young Steenburgen.
1: Oh, man. let be more of that. We, where that came from, sister. All right, you, Martha Martha McIsaac, <laughs> Joey Klein, and Charlotte Thanks. Lindsay Marin. What Keeps You Alive is rated R. For violence, including bloody images, language, and brief nudity.
0: Why does it even have a rating? I didn't realize it got a theatrical release. All right. Kelly, one. is there anything else that it should have a, a rating for?
1: Well, no
2: movie should, but my rating would be... <laughs> watch only with someone you love. I did, alone, but... <laughs> My rating. <laughs> Suck it, MPA. Tom, thoughts on the rating? Did you get it? <laughs> Bluebeard, pirates. Yep. I'd I don't make- even know that he is a pirate. I think huh. he's just known for his beard. Even now that I think about it. Okay. What? There is water though involved. <laughs> Questions.
0: Uh, Let's see. It's at 66 on Metacritic, which is the average rating from various reviews. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 73% of the reviews being positive. Uh, I wasn't aware that it had a theatrical release, so I don't think it made any box office money. Uh, And certainly, therefore, there's no CinemaScore rating. But if it had a CinemaScore rating, it would be a C+.
1: Hmm. I don't know that it had a cinematic release, but it does have a definite rating on IMDb. All right. So parents, be aware. Yeah. Uh,
0: Kelly Wand, I need you to explain to me what happens in this movie. I need,
1: oh, uh-huh.
0: I don't know what, ha- Kelly Wand, what would you call such a thing?
1: <laughs> a blue well, box. Well,
2: yeah, I would now. But what did I call it? What you're probably really asking, which is, do you have any theories, Tom? I like to know how your mind works the more I learn. I mean, I'm, still,
0: I'm still trying to figure out the relevance of pirates, so uh, I'm sketching, I'm busy sketching this out on a <laughs> napkin right now.
2: uh okay um what keeps you elopsis filled with doubt what keeps you elopsis tom i'm gonna rock and roll now on the what keeps you elopsis Mm -hmm. (laughs) what keeps you elopsis some trees look down at us like they know they're in a horror movie (laughs) They get it. Two girls in a Jeep drive by. Their stereo blaring stand by your man. (laughs) The skinny one's all. This is our song. (laughs) The normal one's all. Oh, we have a song. Since the skinny one doesn't wear any jewelry, her name's Jules. For now, the other one's named Gary. As the Jeep stops, Jules is all. Well, for now. As the jeep stops, Jules is all, so where's the infinity pool? Uh, out here we call those lakes. The wife from Upgrade leans over to me and whispers, these two are really incompatible. <laughs> they come to a cabin the same color as the family truckster and walk around inside it. Jules is all, oh my god, I love this place more than you uh, do. Uh, are these depth markers by the stairs? How far you fell down them when you were a kid? Aw. Gary! 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 <laughs> oh, hey. How did I know you came all this way down to the lake? It's pretty smart of me. Just the boathouse didn't make it. Jules laughs at her creepiness and drags her off. I look over at the captain from in the heart of the sea sitting beside me and go, I guess that other greenhouse in the shot there isn't pertinent. He's all, damn it's impertinence. Night falls, so the girls light a fire, although there's no fireplace, and start making out on a couch. Beside me, a lesbian stands up and goes, Find me a movie where we are portrayed as positive role models. Hashtag B2. Gary suddenly pulls a guitar from somewhere, starts strumming it, and (laughs) croons. There's a demon in my (laughs) vagina. Run for your life You're in no danger Unless I'm your wife <laughs> I'm evil and I'm crazy La 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 But Kelly is still interested Jules rolls her eyes Takes the guitar away Does a balushi with it Then goes It ain't your mouth I want to hear sing right now They have sex But unfortunately it's tasteful <clears throat> Suddenly a car pulls up outside Gary's all Fucking neighbors What do they think The driveway's for Someone comes up the walk Gary don't open it They're wearing a parka Sarah? <clears throat> oh, hey! Sorry, not used to seeing lights on in a cabin, so thought I'd drive across the lake in the middle of the night and come out here alone. Uh, Sarah, this is my wife, Jules. Uh, by the way, my character's diabetic. Great seeing you, Sarah. Bye. Okay, bye, Connor. Not Gary. Nice meeting Mrs. Connor. Not Gary. Sarah drives off, honking nonstop. What the... That girl called you Connor? Yeah, I'll tell you why tomorrow after we row a boat for 20 minutes. The next day on a boat, 20 minutes into rowing it. Okay, look, when I was a kid, I changed my name from Connor to Gary because uh, something, something, gayness. Now shut your eyes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, it's better, yeah. Ow! The plane you just, <laughs> the chain you just placed around my neck is cold. Why are my eyes closed? Obviously I can feel it. Okay, now open one of them. Okay, cross the other one. Aw, oh, locket, with our pictures in it. I know we're married, but I had no idea we were there. Um, How come my face is photoshopped over someone else's torso? And strung around the torso is a locket that says Erica and Gary or Connor forever on it? What? Um, Look over there! Nothing! But when Jules looks where Gary's pointing, she sees something. So she gives Gary a suspicious look. Later, by a fence with some cans on it, Jules raises a rifle to her eye and shoots. We hear a cat off screen laugh at how bad her aim is. She shoots again. We hear a gas station explode. Jules is all, sorry, haven't shot a gun since the day they kicked me out of med school. Gary is all, when I was a kid, my dad took me hunting. He laughed at me for being a girl, so I wandered off and then shot a bear, but lamely. My dad was all, only kill what keeps you alive. So we ate bear for the next three months. She shoots the cans, then holds up one with a bullet hole in it. Guess what's for breakfast? Jules is all So if your dad killed a fly with a newspaper, he'd eat it? Is that what? I don't... That night, they probably have more sex off screen. The next morning, Jules checks her voicemail. Hey, babe, heading into town to get more cans for dinner. Uh, you looked really cute sleeping this morning with my knife to your throat. Jules disconnects sighed with annoyance. And <laughs> her face is all, hmm, supplies, huh? I think I know. She rows a rowboat, I guess she finds, across the lake to Sarah's house. Later. And this is my husband's Chantler Lear. Um, I'll be right back, looking troubled. She walks off-screen and stands there, watching impatiently. Jules walks immediately to a mantelpiece and picks up a photo of Gary, Sarah, and a blonde girl as teenagers. Her face is all, hmm. Sarah comes in looking troubled. She's all, oh, that third character's named Jenny. Connor never mentioned her to you? I feel like I should say more, but for narrative reasons, I... At the top of the stairs, Gavin Belson from Silicon Valley is all, looking at pictures quite the endurance test, huh? Yeah, it's deceiving. Jules, this is my husband, Daniel. Oh, I think he's kidding too. Sorry, I'm upstairs. I'll come down. He comes downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> red or white? Uh, just water, thanks, but red. Sarah's all, wow, so Connor didn't tell you about Jenny and lied about her name. Whoa, what? <clears throat> Also, all these other photos up here are pictures of our other girlfriends that mysteriously disappeared after being seen last with Connor. Thanks for stopping by. Daniel's all, I'm going back upstairs now. He clops off. Later in some woods. (laughs) Gary, (laughs) why didn't you just tell me about Jenny? The cops couldn't prove shit. Fuck you. I mean, we were swimming, so she drowned after I strangled her. Maybe the boathouse, I mean, wait, boathouse also fell on her. Canada, they hug later on a cliff. Hey babe, full disclosure, I was starting to think that you might have murdered your friend, but since we're fucking, eh, wow, this view is totally impressive enough to allay my suspicion.
1: <laughs> I've been looking forward to that for so long. <laughs> Gary stares down at her. Then,
2: instead of going down to check the body, she walks through some woods. She notices her shirt's ripped from shooting the cans, so she goes home and gets cold, so she uses it to start a fire. Then she looks in a mirror and goes, Hello, 911, I murdered my lesbian life. Blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. Hello, 911, uh, Cliff killed my tin can. Fuck! Ah! <laughs> Eventually, she forgets to make the call and goes somewhat belatedly back to the bottom of the cliff to make sure the movie's <laughs> almost over.
3: <laughs>
2: Instead, she finds the pendant and no jewels. <sighs> work, work, work. Meanwhile, Jules lurches through the woods on her broken ankle. She gets bored, so she dislocates her shoulder. Suddenly, Jules! Hey! Sorry about that. The cliff fern... I was just afraid you'd fall. Hello, come on out. <laughs> Look, I was just kidding, right? Ah, car, right? My dad actually <laughs> said something else. Uh, yeah, he he said something else. I was kidding about that, too. Should ah, check that log right in front of me. The jewels is poking her head from nah. Jules, I know these words i 'm going to kill you, bitch. I mean Jules, I love you, come on out, okay, I promise I won't kill you. I didn't want I threw you over the cliff, did I? right, so but Jules I guess doesn't see her, then gets bored and falls asleep. The weather tricks Gary by raining so that she'll lose interest in hunting down easy prey. Jules dreams of a crazy night she once had with Gary in some guy's bed, Kakaw, ka ka Rr
3: uh,
2: I thought I was the psycho.
3: Huh? I'm a crow. Get it?
2: <laughs> Sex game. Oh. oh, yeah. No, I don't get it. And I'm a bald eagle. With landing strip? You scared? Pretend bald eagles eat crows for the purposes of my analogy. I look over Jennifer Jason Leigh with Bridget Fonda's haircut sitting beside me <laughs> and go, I'm a dodo. Rules <laughs> farts awake. The fun memories of bird night make her miss Gary, so she goes back to the house.
3: <laughs>
2: i thought that was kind of touching actually although on the way there's an exciting moment where she and gary both stare at different things and nothing happens jules gives herself first aid then fixes her broken ankle by staring at it a second and going now it's only sprained Since her fingers are broken, she stitches holes in them with needle and thread. (laughs) Then, while I nudge a scowling dingus beside me, she puts a computer chip in her back and sutures her incision with staples. Prometheus style. Dingus, in the future there's no thread. Read a little Asimov. Gary comes back to the cabin, but Jules has tricked her by somehow getting in a rowboat and is now rowing lamely in circles across the lake with broken fingers on an empty stomach. (laughs) Gary tries to shoot her. Luckily for Jules, he's forgotten how to aim. (laughs) Gary tricks her by finding another boat and rowing faster. Although Jules is well within shooting range again within a few (laughs) seconds. Instead, for some reason, Gary jumps into the boat with her. (laughs) There Jules! Stop not letting me violently kill you. God! <laughs> out on the dock, Daniel smiles as he watches Jules and Gary wrestle over a knife in the boat, hissing and spitting blood at each other. <laughs> hey, girls. I'm out here on this dock, not upstairs, <laughs> drinking wine. <laughs> Daniel, remember Tom? <laughs> Why are we meeting for dinner tomorrow again? Uh, my wife hates one of you, and isn't that crazy about Gary either. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, tomorrow's not so good anymore, I gotta murder, uh, tonight's good, <laughs> or you fuck, kill you fuck. Okay, um, <laughs> I guess what's your face and I, I uh, never do anything, so, uh, see you tonight, and have fun with your knife, later. <laughs> Daniel. Later, in a bathtub. <laughs> and that's what an insurance policy is. <laughs> Did you ever love me? No. <laughs> How about now? Uh, yeah, sure, you're awesome. In Julie's head, Stem's all, Julie, she's only guessing. <laughs> Just don't say anything dumb. <laughs> Man, Gary, would Daniel What's-Her-Name get here tomorrow, tonight, whenever? (laughs) I'm going to tell him you're a murdering bit. (laughs) Connor tricks her by dunking her head, rinsing out her conditioner prematurely. Later, by a roaring fire, Oh, Gary, I get it. You're psychotic. You want to kill me. We've all been there, but I can get you help. It's not easy to admit that I can get you help. Kaka? Oh, Jules, I never told you about my first wife, Erica. I guess it slipped my mind till now. Jules is all, Ah, see? You're getting better already. That night, as Sarah and Daniel approach Gary's porch, Sarah is all, oh, Can't believe I'm having dinner with that psycho murderess again last time, if you think she's a psycho murderess, why do you keep her picture on the mantle? Just breathe, baby. Better be over here before you know it. <laughs> I'm Daniel. <laughs> yeah, it's easy for you to say. Have you've seen how she chews. Hey, girl! Over dinner. So, Jules, when did you know about Connor? Jules is all, before the cliff or after? <clears throat> I think what Jules is trying to say is that it was love at first sight. Oh, well, Connor, I wasn't listening, so I think I need to hear it from her. They all kick Jules under the table till she answers. Jules is all. Whenever she golden-showered too long, laughed at my jokes that aren't funny. You take the leap, hope for the best, pray you don't get the worst. Daniel's all. <laughs> That's a good one. What about laughing jokes that aren't funny? That's hilarious. Oh! Woo! <laughs> Man. Yes. you anything like car marriage, though. You're the lucky ones. Later, on the stoop. Hey, Daniel. Yeah, sorry about Jules. She always overdoes it when I push her off stuff.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so my wife has these fantasies about you. <clears throat> <laughs> that you're like, uh, you know, uh,. Psychopath (laughs) Crazy wine Uh, Jokes Made you look crazy for a second there That's alcohol for you Makes you forget you're in a horror movie (laughs) Except in uh, Leaving Las Vegas Will you excuse me for a second I just want to stare through the window right beside me (laughs) Sure I'll just be off screen here Gary squints angrily through the window and watches as Jules leans into Sarah and whispers, I'm sorry I burned the pate. <laughs> Sarah's eyes widen in horror. She stares out at Gary, shuddering with fear. Gary draws a knife. Instead of running closer to help Daniel cinch up a three-on-one, Sarah's all Daniel! The friend that I've always said's a murderer is a murderer! Look back in the direction you were looking in before I started shouting! <laughs> What? I can't hear you. The window's open. I'm just unperset... <laughs> Sarah, I'll stay here in this chair. Run! Anywhere but upstairs, obviously. No! scary <laughs> Gary stabs Sarah to death, she's all, Jenny fought harder. As she dies, Sarah's face is all, Guess me and Jules both married poorly. Gary comes downstairs, oh. then makes Jules touch her own throat. There, huh? Yeah, what's that? <clears throat> um, it, it, it's my ne- my neck pulse. <clears throat> Excuse me. C- c- carotid, carotid artery. <laughs> How does it sound? Uh, um, call, caw call, caw call, Trip hammering. What's this? Yeah, it, it's it, 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 your, your butt hole. Exactly. What's my point? Um, your, your butt's crazier than, than than my neck? I don't... I think they have sex off-screen. Then roll out to the lake, drop the bodies into it. Later, back in the cabin. <sighs> Forensics will spot scrub blood, dumbass. You call yourself a failed doctor? At least do something useful with those broken fingers. Go play piano. Gary, was your dad at least a dick to you? I mean, a beautiful girl who's also crazy? I've never heard of such a thing. No, my parents were great. Look, consciousness is a crutch. Being evil makes you free. Though it helps if you're hot. Otherwise, they just shoot you. Piano, chop chop. Jules somehow plays piano beautifully in the dark, while Gary makes a cool black light music video with an axe and some dish rags. <laughs> that night, Jules gets out of bed the dumb way by crawling over Connor, then stabs her with a knife conveniently on the bedstand. Then she falls asleep and dreams the rest of the movie. <laughs> Gary slides a plate heaped with eggs and toast across to Jules and goes, No appetite? Here's a thought that'll make you hungry. I need you to have a full stomach in case they do an autopsy. And these pliers here so I can pull your stitches and staples out. So don't eat them, please. Since Gary wants to smell nice when she pushes Jules off the cliff again, she takes a shower while she sings her song about demons. Jules, the superpower's spotting tiny plot points off screen, reaches behind a bear head, Takes down a small box and opens it. At least a dozen lockets all spray loose clinking around the floor. Jules' eyes widen with horror as her brain thinks what all of us are thinking. How (laughs) old is Gary and how dubs her insurance company? (laughs) 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 Good luck this time. Same premiums. (laughs) It's been six weeks.
3: <laughs>
2: and has she ever heard of earrings later during a scenic jeep ride i mean if she's bored already really easily Good. later during a scenic jeep ride Jules, wait now i get it you're just desperate to feel anything that's your motivation desperation i cracked the case your words aren't going to slow the fall Jules. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe this will!
3: Yeah. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> Shit! Sorry, I grabbed the wrong thing. Uh, it's a plastic cap. It still has those sharp things around the rim, but hang on. Maybe this will! Yeah! <laughs> Eventually, she finds a dart, so Gary breaks the car, and Jules runs off giggling. Somewhat dumbly, Jules runs right to the same cliff, where historically <laughs> she's had really bad luck. <laughs> Gary, clutching a knife, chuckles as she advances on her. Looks like you've just been gary I mean, Connor. Oh. She gets bored and falls asleep. Jules is all ha. <laughs> she starts to stab Gary, suddenly misses Gary's smile, stops, forgets that pushing her over the clip is also an option, looks at the movie's remaining running time with irritation, rolls her eyes, <laughs> then runs up <laughs> <laughs> She drives her out of the Jeep, mostly screaming. Suddenly, she sees a crow on a phone wire. Flashback to the two comical lesbians in bed, back when their relationship was black and white. Jules is all, Man, I bet Kelly wishes he could see what we just did to each other. By the way, my character's eventually resilient. Gary's all, Ooh! That's my chicken. Speaking of which, I'm a bald eagle. In the present, Jules is all, I'll show her who's bald... As she grinds gears trying to turn the jeep around for a few minutes, the crow's all, <laughs> I'm sorry you don't find my species inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Coster crow? Walton. Coster. Oh, Later God. in the... Oh. Yeah, he's sad. Later in the cabin. But crow, because they're from the south. Uh, okay. In the winter. Later in the cabin. Gary, get out here. I'm not scared of your rifle. I got a knife, bitch. Finally, she gets bored, so she opens a laptop and starts blasting stand by Your man to the rest of the woods and across the lake, and everybody. The animals and neighbors are all, oh, great. Gary's killing someone again. Out in the woods, the trees listen to the music. One falls asleep. After ten hours, Gary hears the music and walks into the cabin house. <laughs> Jules tricks her by holding a gut on her. On the floor, hands behind your head, Gary. No, your hands. No, the floor. No, not on your behind. Gary's all. That gun's 50 years old. Hasn't been fired in 70. you probably kill yourself if you shoot it. <sighs> How dumb do you think I... Ah! The two giggle and run upstairs and wrestle and have sex. But the cameraman gets bored and just, just stays downstairs. <laughs> As if to say, who wants to see that for two hours? Besides Kelly. <laughs> Finally, Gary comes down. She's all, oh yeah, 911 never came, even though I placed that call. I guess I'll try him again. When Jules wakes up, she's all, listen, Gary, I think we should start a band. Gary rolls her off the cliff again. This time when Jules lands, we hear one of the rocks break. She rolls her eyes. Gary goes home and ejects herself. Suddenly she realizes there's a laptop in the shot with her, so she turns it on. Jules comes on screen and goes, hi, Gary, it's me, Jules. If you're watching this, that must mean I'm dead. Or we made up, we're watching it together. Hey, I replaced your insulin with nitrogen potassium. And when it reaches your brain, uh, yeah, I think they covered that the day after I quit med school. But I hope it's bad. Also, I hope you injected yourself before watching this video. Uh, that'd be dumb. Uh, also, I guess I turned the music in here down before I made this. <clears throat> Gary loses interest and runs through the woods, but slowly, because she's diabetic. A bear stares at her terrible rate of progress. <laughs> Underwhelmed. Gary gets bored and trips over some grass. Then she stares up at the sky and chuckles in triumph. The woods stare at Jules. Off screen, just before the credits roll, we hear a raccoon yawn. What? <laughs> Our house bullshit was
3: that? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Didn't they
2: even ADR the sound?
3: <laughs>
2: Lazy. Big mouths, just like Graven Counters. Tom. Black mouths. Don't try to say. Anyway, so yeah, a uh, bit of a rush job. Sorry. Oh, it's I didn't tough. hear it the end. I didn't. I,
0: I was laughing too too much at the yawning raccoon. That was inspired. That's it. It ends with
2: the yawning raccoon. <clears> very nice, <throat> Kelly
0: Wand. Throat very throat nice. Throat. All right. Well, the, the good news is we. Well, uh, Kelly Wand, why don't you go first? Give us an over and under. Briefly, what did you think? And then throw it over to Dingus.
2: Um, I think I liked the middle a lot. Uh, I thought it would have been more interesting if she'd broken her teeth when she fell and then had to get to the dinner party with that. Like more signs she had to like act like she wasn't. Horribly injured that same day. But uh, my theme of my over and under was uh, find out you're married to someone awful movies. Uh, <laughs> and my over's Honeymoon, which I liked a little more because I, I liked this movie a lot and I thought the cinematography was amazing and the acting was amazing. But I thought the middle was a little squishy, like she kind of throws the game a couple times, stranger style. So I thought maybe there were more genius ways to keep her jacked up. But I really like the robo chase too. Just, and my under was Black Widow, although Teresa Russell's crazy hot on it. But
1: oh, she it's is be, damn.
2: She yeah, is. I know, I know, I know. Seriously, stepper I do it, uh, that. Their cinematography of a different kind. that's really
1: good. I had a serious thing for Teresa Russell. For I did too. That. and Black Widow was
2: a huge part of it. And I wonder. Right. I I'm almost positive it can't hold up.
1: But so I'm scared I, of you to. I can't imagine it does. And Deborah Winger was a total dick, I think during the filming when they had to kiss and whatnot.
2: Yeah. And that comes across in the movie. Yeah. And she changes hair a lot. Cause she goes through a lot of dudes. So you like you do. Of, but the one you get the most of is the best one. So it's like, it makes you wait. Like, ah, now she's this. Ta-da. Yeah. She's always good. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, but I did like this movie a lot and i I was really glad you picked it for us to see. Um,
1: that's it all right, so now it's my turn um i I really liked this at least I liked uh at least the first two thirds of it i I feel like the the last third of it is it, a little disappointing um but part of that is because uh we'll get to why I liked it uh so under I would put uh, a movie called high tension um which I uh, famously disagree with you two on. Um, And over it, I would put All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, uh, which I think is a more exciting version of uh, a horror movie than this is. So you, Tom.
0: Uh, I am honestly pleased that you guys like this movie because I couldn't stand it, so I'm super glad that it – because I'm watching it the whole time thinking, oh, I can't believe I made Dingus and Kelly watch this thing. I, I really didn't like this at all. Uh, so my over, <laughs> my, my over and under are kind of like uh, horror thrillers about uh, two people thrown together in difficult situations. Uh, so, so my under is a movie called 12 Feet Deep about a girl and her sister, uh, one of whom has uh, diabetes, who gets stuck in a swimming pool after they close the cover for the weekend. And uh, that's and they have to survive in the swimming pool for a weekend. Uh, but they can't get out of the cover. And so it's a, it's a horror movie about being stuck in a swimming pool. It's terrible. It's, it's laughable. It's ridiculous. Um, I do like one of the actresses in it, though, which really bummed me out. And similarly, I previously liked one of the actresses in this movie, but I'm not sure I feel that way anymore. Uh, so my under is 12 feet deep. My over is, I think, another terrible movie. But it's, it's fascinatingly terrible for the interaction between the two main actors and for the outrageous ridiculousness of the ending, which you wouldn't see coming. Uh, it's a movie called Black Butterfly with Antonio Banderas as a, uh, as a writer who has writer's block, and he's off in a cabin trying to shake his writer's block and, and write a script. And he picks up a mysterious hitchhiker played by Jonathan Rhys Meyers. And they have this almost like mildly homoerotic cat and mouse game thing going, and uh, the actors both seem to be having a lot of fun in it. It's a ridiculous script, uh, and ultimately I th- thought it was a terrible movie. But I liked it better than this because I, <laughs> I just I'm I'm just so un- not into this movie. So I want to hear you guys talk about w- what you liked about it, and before I come in as the wet blanket.
2: You didn't like the cliff scene? That's my favorite scene. The
1: cliff a... scene is one of my favorite things. It's, it's one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's it great. Was... I mean,
2: it's telegraphed, but it's still good because you go, oh, well, it wouldn't be this telegraphed, and then it, it kind of swings back. So I like
1: that. Uh, I didn't find it telegraphed at all. But I, the thing is, the problem is for me, you know, uh, when Kelly was talking about the uh, – was joking about the upstairs thing, I was thinking about thoroughbreds and how much better I thought right, that was right, done yeah. in that movie. Um, uh, I don't know horror movies as well as you do. So I don't see that as I didn't see, I didn't see that coming. Uh, and, uh, you know, now that I've seen, uh, one of this director's other movies, um, he's got kind of a thing about cliffs. <laughs> uh, so that cliff thing, that cliff thing really creeped me out. I mean, I think Tom talked about maybe uh, a couple of movies ago, about some about about the horror of being run over. Um, yeah. Do you remember talking about that, Tom? Uh,
0: I don't remember the specifics, but yeah, it would be horrible being run
1: over. It's terrible. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you talked about it, and uh, um, Marketson talked about some sort of weird fear about be- being buried in the sand. I think uh, uh, w- with another movie we saw, um, but that just that. That suddenness of it—that just—it looks like she just snaps into it, and and oh man, that, that 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 moment freaked me the 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 fuck out. I I was just freaked out by that. Um, so uh, Tom, when when you talk about the uh uh the actress that you previously liked and didn't like in this necessarily, are you talking about Brittany Allen?
0: Yes, yes.
1: All right, uh, so I, talk okay. about that.
0: Oh, uh, she's she's well, not married. I think she she lives with Colin Minahan. She's his partner. Uh oh, okay. he she's she's been in all of his movies. Uh, although, actually, I don't think she was in Grave Encounters. But she uh, she was the lead in his other three movies, which were after Grave Encounters, Extraterrestrial, It Stains the Sands Red, and now this. Uh, I I liked Ugh. her a lot in It Stains the Sands Red because I didn't. Think she was going to be the lead actor, and I love discovering that in that movie. And there's a great playfulness, and she really carries the Mm -hmm. the most of that movie with a character she's created. And I think she's really good in that. And here, I just think she's she's awful, partly because I didn't like the material at all. But it was just a a lot of just looking horrified and and upset, and I just overwrought, and I. I just – she really – I will say I didn't dislike her as much as I disliked the other young lady in this movie who I thought was just flat out horrible. I mean at least Brittany Allen in this was trying. She was obviously going through a lot of emotional stuff. But that other actress was just terrible. Uh, So yeah, I didn't like Brittany Allen in this and I rewatched all of the – Colin Minahan movies this week. Brittany Allen's also terrible in Extraterrestrial, <laughs> the the first oh. movie she did. Uh, so I like her. I in, saw that, but I don't remember it. There's nothing but memorable did, about it. There's nothing to remember. Yeah, she's she, again. She just looks like she's just the lead actress who gets horrified by scary aliens. That's all they give her to do in Extraterrestrial. Um,
2: uh, I like so, Daniel a lot. I like uh, little and, details. I I will say. Well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So you like Daniel. I like Daniel, and I like the cinematography a lot. Mm-hmm. And I liked the pacing, and I liked the long shots. Like, I thought they were setting up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the banality of the of the villain, I thought, it came across as funny to me. Maybe my bar's just low. Because, like, I liked up, Upgrade 2, and Upgrade's kind of not got, like, flashy characters. Like, they're kind of dumbed down. And this is like that, so maybe I'm just
1: in the mood for... So you- do you know what you? Do you know what you? Can you give me any, any examples of what you mean? But by what, by what you like about the long shots? Because we have we had two writer writer-inners this week, and one of them, one of our emailers was Brian Becker, and he says that Colin Minahan just doesn't know when to sit on his own hands. While many of his shots are visually arresting, they're just not getting any sense of threat across. So what it's, do you? It's,
2: I think it has to do with when they're in the movie, maybe. Although I like, the, that's the thing, is they, they start, you start to kind of get it like, oh, here comes the dread, because the, the shot wouldn't be that long except for that. Because when they first get to the house, uh, the last we see of Jackie is she's smiling and asking where her insulin is. And then she disappears from the shot and just follows, uh, uh, what's her name? Jules, upstairs mm-hmm. and like along the height makers. And she's just getting off on every room and she, she lingers in each one of them then comes back down the stairs, and the cameraman's walking backwards ahead of her, and uh, then she can't find Jackie at that point. And then it's it's all one shot from when they get into the living room all the way through to that, and Jackie's disappeared by the end of that shot. And they go, oh, it's like a frantic kind of thing, where it's like that's the last time you saw that character, and you weren't really even paying attention to her. And that's how it would feel to that character. So I thought that's where it was going. But then it kind of you know, turns, goes down there's a lot of red herrings in it. Like, a lot of stuff doesn't when she goes to the house oh, there's it's one of those movies where you picture you can't picture what happened off screen between the shots or the whole movie collapses like what did they what else did they talk about at that house when she first goes
1: mm-hmm. like
2: sarah's never asleep or out of the room like she picks the dumbest moment like that's why the i was sort of breaking up with it in the middle third and then at the end i was starting to get back into it again because mm-hmm. then it seemed um to find its way
0: uh, Colin Minahan loves his drone. So in every yeah. Colin Minahan movie, yeah. he he sends the drone way up and then shoots straight down. It's how extraterrestrial opens. It's used to good effect and yeah. it stains the sand red because that's out in an open desert and that's part of the point of that movie. But and here I kind of liked I did I actually like the setup and you guys were talking about the cliff moment. I thought that was shocking and I liked that a lot. Uh, I liked this movie a lot when I didn't know what it was doing, and once I realized yeah. what it was doing, and once I really lost patience with the, the actress playing Jackie, uh, I just completely broke up with it, as Kelly Warren said, and was was not into it at all, and by the time it was over, I just – Really hated it, but I think what he's trying to do, and I appreciated this before I hated the movie, is create the sense of isolation and maybe do some sort of a metaphor with the little boat on the lake and just mm-hmm. all the emptiness around uh, the actress, you know, a- a- around Jules, uh, and and her frantically because you get you get it's a little ridiculous how heartily Jules can row when at all uh, yeah. when. When poor little Brittany Allen cannot dip an oar into the water to save her life, it's like watching somebody with an axe or typing who doesn't know how to type. That's yeah, like she was she was not that she, she's a terrible rower and I, that's not a big deal. But I, I think the idea was uh, that her character. Uh, as a runner or as somebody who exercises compulsively has some sort of an inner drive, and I think mm-hmm. we're supposed to see that as she's laboring across the big empty
2: lake and I think that's well, running's I mean. not arm themed and I like think that says cardio
0: right the idea being though that she's she's driven though to 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 exercise and maybe punish herself uh and, and I think that – I'm just saying that I think that's visually what he was trying to do with the big high-altitude drone shot of the lake. And uh, I like the
2: – yeah. Even and though, yeah, it, was, I'm
0: not sure that it necessarily worked, but I think that's what he was trying to do, and I can appreciate that.
2: And it's a great show where the boat looks like it's it's really over to here quickly, and you're like, oh, he's written himself into, into another corner right after the cliff, so what's going to happen? And then after that, he never – it's like he doesn't really deliver on it, that point onward Um but I still wasn't bored eventually.
1: <laughs> but don't you think some of these things are um, Intentionally dumb? No, not intentionally dumb at all. I, I think that uh having watched um uh the it stain is it it stains the sands red?
0: Correct. It is not red sands, as Kelly Wan called it yeah. before we recorded. <laughs>
1: uh, no, it stains the sands red. Um, and this, uh, there are different elements of domestic violence, and the way that that affects characters, and the way the characters react to their attackers, and uh, um, not defend against them, but defend them sometimes, as in it stains the sands red, or or as this. Uh, don't you think that there's more of that going on? I mean, I think that, that, um, that Colin Minahan is going for, I think he's going for too many things in It Stains the Sands Red. Uh, and I think he's concentrating on more of a domestic violence, helplessness kind of a thing. Um, here, do you see that going on? Me or Kelly White, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you too. Yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, there's an interesting – one of the things that I also resent about this movie is uh, I I love the normalization of gay relationships. That means a lot to me to see in movies, but I would like some commentary with that. And I don't think there Mm. was any here because I was watching it thinking, okay, what's going to be unique about this, that they're a same-sex couple? What can the fact that they're two women, what can that bring – Yeah, what can that bring to this formula of, oh, you know, the the dingus calls it a domestic abuse story, and that's exactly what it is. That's perfect. But what does it also bring to the story about, oh, you never really know someone, uh, and the traditional psycho killer stalking the woman. What does it bring to the story when they're both women? And I was watching it with an eye for that, hoping that there would be an answer, and I don't think there was Um, so out of curiosity, uh, and he's very open in terms of talking about it. I mean, he's an indie director. He loves to talk about his project. Uh, there was a man cast in that role until a few weeks before they started shooting. In, and, in what role? Sorry, in what role? Uh, in the role of Jackie. It was a, it was a male-female oh. relationship, Brittany Allen. That's and why a,
1: Jackie or Jack, because she, she calls her Jack at one
0: point. Well, they, they lost their male actor to a TV series. You got a role in a TV series, and it makes me want to look up who it would have been. <coughs> Lutz. Um, but yeah but uh, so a few weeks before they shot they didn't have a replacement and oh. uh, he I don't even think he auditioned uh, with Hannah Emily Anderson she'd been in the in another horror movie with Brittany Allen and they'd met briefly uh, so the name was recommended to Colin Minahan and he pretty much just like quickly cast her on the spot and oh. I, I think it shows I think that there is nothing in this that has any commentary on same-sex relationships other than normalizing them, and I applaud that. Uh, and but
2: they I think don't it, seem very married.
0: I, well, I don't think there's any chemistry between them, and that's part yeah. of why I, I you know, yeah. I, I really think, so, are you guys not, I really think that Hamily, Hannah Emily Anderson is just terrible. Is that just me?
1: I don't think she's terrible. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she's uh, particularly compelling, and I agree with you that there's not a great amount of chemistry. I mean, and part of it is that i I really liked Brittany Allen a lot um and then seeing her it, it what's weird is I did this in the opposite way you did I saw this movie and then I saw it stains sands red mm-hmm. and I was like it was it was a revelation to see her in the in the parts going that way yeah uh as, as playing this playing this part and then playing that stripper, but you're right about her ba- basically being stricken and um just uh, emotionally un, uh, unable to act in any way. But that that's why I focus on the domestic violence thing. But as far as uh, Hannah Emily Anderson, she she seems like she watched um, Silence of the Lambs or something <laughs> and just kind of... Like is aping a, a serial killer
0: right here's here's how here's how I believe a psycho would look, and i I just don't right. think she could carry that at all and it was it was the moment she shines the flashlight in her face in the woods,
1: and I was like oh honey no
0: you' <laughs> you're not carrying this <laughs> really <laughs> make different choices
1: <laughs> is it is there is that a moment where she, where um Colin minahan has her burn the burn the lens where he has her look straight at the lens when she does that
0: where she holds the flashlight in her face and it's kind of bright and overexposed that bit you mean
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: and she's being so, all crazy like she's being it's but it's, it's
1: a fourth wall moment right isn't it
0: oh i don't think so i mean oh you know what maybe dingus i i i it didn't occur to me but maybe i i would like to think that are there other instances or you think he just did it there
1: i think he does it twice i think he does it there when when i think the line is you're probably thinking maybe she's had a psychotic break she shows that flashlight in her eyes, and she, I think she looks directly at the camera. I think that there's that specifically, and then there's another one later on in the movie after, after leaving the cliff, uh, after um, uh, Jules is leaving the cliff. Okay. I think there's two moments where that, and it might be just a mistake of, oops, the, ca- oops, the actor looked at the camera, but I don't think it is. I think, or, that, I think that's specific.
0: Yeah, maybe Colin Minahan watched Funny Games.
1: Yeah, I, I think well, – well, what I was doing, uh, you know, because I'm angry at you guys about last week, thinking, well, maybe this is a comedy. I'll just make fun of them about that. Uh, I, obviously, it's not. Um, I don't think I have any
2: sense of humor. Like, yeah, there's nothing coming. No. Out
1: of
2: yeah. I'll tell you this scene I broke up with after doing this. No, go
1: ahead and say it now. When she discovers
2: the lockets – That seems really... Like you get nothing
0: out of it. Well, like we the already wrong, know there's other ones. Yeah, it's in the wrong place. That's something you need to discover before the cliff push. And so it's a tough thing to do because what's great about the cliff push is there's no right. oth- other than the song moment, which was pretty cool. Again, that was back yeah. when I was like, "What is this movie doing? I'm intrigued." But but she, yeah. the whole the whole locket thing is in the wrong place in the movie. We already know she's crazy. We already know yeah. she's killed someone else. Big deal if she's done this, you know, twenty times. Oh my times god, around. she's <laughs>
1: given away lockets to others. <laughs> right? Yeah. No! It, 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 is crazy that doesn't belong before the cliff push.
0: No, no, I know because it would it would undercut the the right. stark the okay. shock of the cliff push, but in a but traditional in a traditional yeah. movie that should be a reveal that she has done this before, but we already know she's done it before because she oh. told us. So the fact that she's done it, you know, 8 times before, who cares? That's not nearly as horrific a moment as I think Colin Minahan wants us to think it is.
2: Unless <sighs> uh, the locket's is supposed to Vindicate her performance, Jackie's, and go, look, see, she doesn't even have the ingenuity to come up with anything other than a locket. So don't expect her to say cool shit either. She has one thing she does. It's her trick. <laughs> She's right, like the right. shark in Jaws. Jaws doesn't know he's in a movie called Jaws. His name's not Jaws. <laughs> he's hungry for kids he's hungry for whatever you know dogs you throw him he's hungry for kids <laughs>
0: uh, so real quick let's talk about it stains the sands red dingus so you watch that uh because yeah. i i uh and i again i really like Brittany allen for what she's doing in that for the character she's playing for how much fun she has when she's carrying the movie by the way i love that i love yep. just her walking and talking to the guy following her those are those are uh those are just jewels of of filmmaking and performance and writing. They're firing on on all cylinders. And once Small goes away, once her companion goes away and it becomes a different kind of movie, I completely lost interest in it. But until then, I love
1: that movie. Yeah, when Smalls goes away, it's really a disappointment because um, there's a sense of of a relationship there that she hasn't had before. Uh, But it's also this sense of a relationship that – I think many of us have had where, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm having a conversation with somebody, but it's really just a conversation with myself. And that's what she's doing is as, as as the movie progresses, she's she's got this great scene and she handles it really well. Where She's like, OK, I hear what you're saying, but can you just shut yeah. up? I, <laughs> and he's not saying anything. He's just right. grunting and making those noises. Uh, I love the way their relationship develops and she has to carry all of that. Uh I I really really liked that until until Smalls went away. Yeah, and it becomes like a zombie movie that's uh, not like very you're, good. You're, yeah. you're killing me, Smalls. I don't want him I didn't want Smalls to go away. I mean didn't I I, I didn't understand that choice. It makes not make sense to me.
0: Yeah, and also so part of my issue too is I did it the other way around, Dingus, is that uh, Grave Encounters is really cool. Like there's no – he did it with uh, a colleague. They called themselves the Vicious Brothers, and since then he's directed Mm -hmm. movies under his own name. Extraterrestrial is just stupid, stupid, stupid dumb. But then it stains the sand red, just brilliant for the first like – half or I guess two-thirds and then not very right. good. So I was expecting this. I was hoping it would be a follow-up to the parts of It Stains the Sands Red that I really liked, and I think that's partly why I was bitterly disappointed is I don't I don't think it comes anywhere close to being as subversive and clever and entertaining as that part of It Stains the Sands Red. Uh, and so that's my resentment as I'm watching it, and that's on me.
1: Well, the thing I think that um – what keeps you alive does better is that I think it's a little tighter as far as its theme is concerned, mm-hmm. because uh, while I really did like it stains the sands red, because I, I just, I just like the flow of the movie. I think that he's trying to do too many things thematically. Like, I, I think there's this whole thing of, of your past following you. And this might just make me read. I'm, I'm reading into a lot of things. Um, I, I think he's, he's laying on too many themes for that small movie and i think that uh what keeps you alive is really more of a domestic violence drama yeah. um you know it's like uh sleeping with the enemy but uh about a, a lesbian serial killer um or who may not even be a lesbian who just doesn't have feelings and is just a psycho um I, and i like that what that i like that Colin Minahan is trying to, is trying, you see him trying to tighten his themes up. Right. Because, because I, I think there's too many things going on for such a small movie of, uh, it stains the sands red. But, um, I loved, I loved Brittany Allen in it. And I really liked kind of the structure of the movie for, for much, for much of it. Um, and i liked the the weird way the weird character arc of smalls i mean it's it's a very weird thing i don't i didn't know how you would deal with that because i, don't, I you're you're pretty strict about your rules about zombies i mean they're called infected in this of course and the, i think the soldier thing is totally dumb um the soldier scene uh so i was curious how you would feel about the the rule set in uh, it seems, seems red.
0: Oh, no, he completely breaks the rules. I mean, that's another problem I have with it is that, you know, he's using zombie mythology to tell a story about a woman being uh, having to deal with bad decisions. Like, that's what I feel the central metaphor yeah. is there. Okay. Is a woman being followed by her bad decisions. And that once I think he wants to do something where she reconciles herself with her decisions. And in order to do that, he has to make zombies into. <laughs> Like he has to have this idea that zombies aren't just like dead or pure appetite. Like like Smalls has to actually yeah. make decisions and not attack her. And he there has to be some recipe reciprocity between their feelings and right. i don't know what kind of zombie mythology he's playing with to make that point but i it it, it sort of loses me at that point uh
1: they're us tom
0: <laughs> right exactly it's like uh, it, uh, i mean i it,
1: think you've made that point before about it being more like uh, she's training a dog than right. it being a, a zombie that's just got this uh unquenchable hunger
0: Exactly. exactly. But that's the thing about zombie mythology is you just put whatever rules in there you want. So in Colin Minahan's uh-huh. It Stains the Sands Red, Zombie Apocalypse, uh, yeah, zombies can be trained, and they won't bite you. In
2: Warm it's Bodies, nothing. if you get kissed, you right. come back to life.
0: There you go, Kelly Wand. Exactly. You, you can do whatever you want. Bullet there, out. There's no set rules book for zombies. You write your own.
2: Yeah. That's a rule for kissing. It's a kiss mythology.
1: <laughs> a kissology. Yeah, very good.
0: Uh, I've thought the rules in uh, what keeps you alive were oh just so insufferable at times, like the.
1: I mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Just you know stuff with. First of all, okay. Here's another issue that I have that I, I don't think Dingus has to deal with, and Kelly Juan, I don't know what your deal is, but I've seen <laughs> other movies like this that handle. What it's trying to do so much better. Uh, And let's start with the idea of a character who is – you think is mortally wounded early in the movie and then later that night is just having dinner and putting on a brave face and she's fine. Uh, But if you're going to make a movie where somebody falls off of a cliff and is broken at the bottom of the cliff – and we're supposed to think it's horrible. It's a dinner party. And yeah, and when we're supposed to have this uh, injury treatment empowerment scene. Like the rules were just all over the place in terms of who's hurt how badly. Uh, mm-hmm. And part of my issue with that is uh, a couple of months ago, there is an incredibly stylish and just weirdly sexy and disgusting and bloody and violent movie like this called Revenge. Which has the same kind of thing, where somebody is, falls off a cliff and is, there's just no way she's alive, and the movie is almost mythic in how it presents and creates this idea of her overcoming her injuries, and it really is like you know Beowulf or something. It's just it's. It it just the, the rules are, are are the stuff of myth and, and epics and legends and it's great because the movie knows that and it's playing with it that way and this movie I just thought was kind of lazy it wants us to really this wears think, off yeah yeah she walks it off like she she literally walks it off just the a sprain but and but they also wanted to play with the idea that she's like maybe got some head injury and she's like hallucinating right. that night. I just, I, cause the rain I, cured it. Because that's that's partly what's so shocking about that injury too, about that cliff scene, is you're like, oh, I like this character. Wait, she just got pushed off a cliff and she's dead. I mean, she's maybe scary. she she might be alive, okay. but she's not going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this horrible thing to happen to her. And you know, 20 minutes later, she's just got the red contact lens and the bruise makeup on the side of and her a, face.
2: A trained, a veteran psychotic murderess is like. She can keep it together for the dinner party. <laughs> that's know, a, like I, that's I also, even more implausible than the injuries. So. Yeah. She's
1: and got it, bruises all over her face for most of yeah. that. Time. First of all, Colin loves putting blood on this woman. He loves just slathering her in blood. In so Dingus,
0: babies. let's be fair. In extraterrestrial, he also applies alien
1: goo all over all
0: her. All right, so he puts <laughs> ectoplasm
1: on her. Good. Um, uh, I've been into that since I was 33 but she's got bruises on her face and those don't just magically disappear and it's hard to put makeup on them. I mean, there's this one moment where it's given uh, a little bit of um, a, a little bit what where uh, the girl from Superbad hugs her and she's like, ouch, or, are you OK? I mean, there's that and that's it. So I, I agree with you. I don't like it when they don't carry that forward. That bothers me. And that also bothered me when she was in the bathroom doing her self-repair. And she's, she's having to talk to us to tell us, oh, my ankle is sprained. Yeah. It's not broken. Which, by the way, if you know anything, uh, I happen to because my kid got his ankle sprained. That's why he had a had a cast up to his knee for three months. An ankle sprain is just is even can be worse than a break. So it's not like, oh, that's less. Uh, so I, I didn't I didn't care for that. I didn't care for that. You're I think you're right to call that out, Tom. I didn't care for that injury carry forth. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, in a comedy, it would have worked
1: that you, you can fuck <laughs> with the rules all you want. That's why, that's why like I think I, that's why I think this is a comedy.
2: <laughs> uh there were
0: comedic moments boy that crow callback when when colin minahan's like hey let me show you this scene in case you're not catching the 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 point that i'm yeah, making four. let me let me re Simile. re-edit in the scene here of the there of bird night I, yeah. I just i hate bird being died. treated like an idiot like i the moment you see the crow in the windshield okay colin got it sure uh not a this, chicken and then he edits in remember these parts of the movie uh and and I also just – her going back just seems so weird and implausible
1: to me. Yeah. What do you mean, her going back to the – The crow made like, her go back. I yeah. don't understand why she didn't just take care of things at the moment. I mean – Yeah, because she didn't see the crow yet.
0: Right, that's the thing. That's, that's why, we're,
1: we're, that's she, why we're, she, we're rooting for
2: her. To <laughs> she, yeah. She's uh, supposed to have you, some
0: moment when she sees the crow, and, and I also – like I, maybe it's just – her plans. Just, I just – I recognize shots, but at the, the end of The Descent where uh, mm. the, the actress the, oh, – I forgot the actress's name – where when she's driving away at the end of The Descent and you see her driving behind the windshield and she's just screaming in anguish and there's no sound and there's the reflection in front of it. Like it's the same shot from The Descent. And I'm not someone to really mind if you want to like borrow shots and do homages, uh, but – if your movie isn't very – it's as we've said before, and you bring this up. Dingus is if you're going to invite comparison to another movie, at least try to be somewhat as good as that other movie. Don't right. fall so far short. Uh, and by this point in What Keeps You Alive, it was so far below anything that The Descent had done uh, that I didn't care for that. Uh, and I also – oh, boy, boy, here's also. So she goes back to the house. She turns on their song, and and that's another thing. The, that was the only song they could afford the rights to. That was their song, really. <laughs> like, that was, well,
1: they, they, to be fair, they had that other song that uh, – and this is one of Chris Markinson's favorite things is, is, is when um, when Jackie, Jackie slash Megan is singing that demon song. He no, said, no, that's a,
0: that's a great song, but I'm talking about their generic rock song when they right, pull right. up. Like that, that clearly says hey, the the director's buddy wrote him a rock song that they did real quick, and oh. they used it in the movie because they couldn't get the rights for any other music. And that also is why they're using public domain classical music, like uh, like the the Beethoven and I don't know what the piano piece is, but that's super famous. Uh, they're using classical music in this as, as well because they don't have the rights for anything. Um, but at any rate, I I. I What bothered me more, so she goes back to the house, she blasts the music that is their song out into the woods knowing that she's going to lure uh, Jackie back and then there's a shot of her standing in the window holding the rifle and Uh. looking kind of badass as if she's got a lot of resolve. And that to me, that's the shot of Sharni Vinson in You're Next with the axe in the window And that's a great shot and that's a beautiful way to show a super powerful heroine and your movie isn't quite pulling the weight that it thinks it's pulling if you want to compare yourself to that shot of Charney Vincent I thought
2: well then what happens after that too what
0: I know exactly screamed? exactly
1: yeah well yeah. Th- this is something that our uh, our other writer in our set, Brian Becker also mentioned he said I feel like we're living in a golden age of neat little thrillers green room the invitation it follows your next blue ruin don't breathe the guest and it's really disappointing that Minahan doesn't Learn something from those other movies
0: Right, that's a good way to put it, Dingus Because I think he he apes shots But I don't think he's learned the basic structure The structure, the importance of the actors uh, the the, uh, Caring about the thematic elements of your script I mean, just subbing in a woman for a man's part And then Mm. not even really acknowledging it uh, Those other indie movies that... that, uh, uh, Mike McBain, Brian, who, no Brian Becker. That that Brian, Brian Becker, mentioned, yeah. yeah, that Brian mentioned. Those are are movies that are keenly aware of what themes they're evoking, and and the directors paying attention, and and not just aping other things. Uh,
2: for what it's worth, Under the Skin was also a movie where it was going to be a male character till like the last second, and then he changed into. It.
0: And Under the Skin has such powerful stuff to say about right. about female sexuality and the yeah, effect it has yeah. over men. Uh, and that's that's an integral part of what that movie is doing. And that's why right. I was really disappointed watching this, hoping that there would be something unique about it because it was between two women. Um, and I just didn't feel there, there was anything
2: there. I, I was disappointed when I realized… that. Because for a little while I was going, oh, it's only—they're only, only going to be women characters. And then when Daniel showed up, I'm like, uh...
0: <laughs> I did like how ineffectual Daniel was. That was—that was, that
2: was yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... But so was Sarah. Like it wasn't like a three-way. I was—I just... was actually really <laughs>
1: excited about the fact that it was only women characters.
2: No, I was too, and then I was bumped. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. right, yeah. The Daniel show. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay.
0: The obligatory penis. Yeah. But then I did like <laughs> the <right>. obligatory <laughs> penis. <laughs> uh, I I wanted more also from the dinner scene. Because that yeah. – that, I mean that right there, that's classic just Hitchcockian suspense and tension is two characters know something and the other two don't. And when one character says something, it means one thing to the two listeners but another thing to the other character. I just don't think Colin Minahan really knew how to really get the most out of that scene. it was kind of disappointed knew to that.
2: stage it, so it's even weirder that – like, yeah. OK, here comes the money succession. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in the room. <laughs> you got him in the room. You are the room. Sharks of the room. You go in the water. Uh, so be the so fun K- part.
1: Chris uh, Markinson also uh, felt that Jules overreacted to the Megan Jackie name changing thing.
2: <laughs> well,
1: she turned out to be right
2: that? to overreact. So it looks weirder. It looks less weird in hindsight. She was a murdering but it had to no... I don't understand what difference it makes to the story that she's keeping secrets at all. Yeah, I no, mean that's... I think it's,
0: it's it's trying to tease out like uh it's trying to we it's as children. the audience, we as the audience with Jules uh are being fed little uh pieces of doubt about Jackie's character and it's it's sort of oh, feeding us right. those a little bit at a time. I mean, I don't know how long they're supposed to have been together in the movie and I'm, I imagine they probably said something at some point, but you know, you know. Imagine if you're dating someone for many months and you find out that they—you you didn't know that they changed their name at a certain point. That would be like a weird thing to not mention if you're getting close to I, someone. Well, the
1: bigger deal is that she had been married before. I mean, right? But I like that. That's why. That's
2: why I like it. Is it's so innocuous, and you're only ten minutes away from the cliff scene. So it's like, oh, it's going to be this kind of a movie. Oh, she changed her name. Oh, huh, oh, huh. I got to wait for the next block to fall for another. And so, certainly,
0: also it. the the unknowability of what happened to Jenny, like that. That's that's a yeah. cool idea. It's this you know this idea that hey, you're swimming with your friend out in the middle of a lake, and your friend drowns, and people think you did it, and there's really no way of any for anybody to know. And uh, why? Yeah, yeah. Like that's.
2: There's no assurance.
0: That's kind of cool. Like that's yeah. Uh, and the friend
2: thought you did it, but comes to the dinner. You right. did it in the boathouse, maybe that's why you're at the boathouse, or you're the boathouse for another reason, so unclear. That's fine. M- Markussen says life
1: insurance, meh.
2: Well, you know, it makes well, her less psycho in a way, doesn't it?
1: Well, no, but at some point there's the you know, when I think when they're driving in the jeep and uh, and Jules is is trying to like do some sort of jujitsu on her, and she says it was never about the life insurance. It's just this is just something you do, oh, well, you know, when you in your time off, why don't you just skin cats? That's what you people do, right? I mean, there's that thing. Yeah. Um, I, so Chris wants to know if if this is good or bad writing. She was priceless.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's it evoke?
1: I'll go with good I like writing. It. I think it's good writing.
0: Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah.
2: I'm agnostic.
0: The problem is uh, that oh, the horrible little Hannah Emily Anderson got the line. I, 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 yeah. It's just, I, I guess it's just, I really did Kelly Wan, and I feel bad. I mean, she's beautiful. She's super hot, but yeah. she's just not the actress to get to play your chillingly, your, your crazy, evil, psycho character. She's I'm like, easily tricked, she's, Tom. She's like a cute little TV actress. You know, you get somebody with weight to do that. or You know what? That's Swab- how they are, though. Swap yeah. parts. Let Brittany Allen play that part, and and let the, the cute little lightweight chick play the the lightweight chick. Like I, that's what he should have done.
1: Did you like I thought about her that, playing but... the guitar,
0: even though I don't know, yeah yeah yeah? Because again, that's when I didn't know what kind of movie it was, and that's, that's a that's like why wow, that's a weird little song to sing. That's that's. That's eerie. There's something ominous about her choice of song. What What is this going to mean? At that point, I really did think it was going to be a movie about something supernatural, like a an yeah. a, 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 a evil dead kind of thing. And I, I was really holding out hope that it would just get crazy like that because that's what's cool about Grave Encounters is Grave Encounters looks like it's going to be a dumb little found footage movie where there's no special effects because they didn't have a budget for it. And then hmm. suddenly, the crazy demons are opening their mouths super wide yeah. and being really freaky. Like So I was thinking that maybe he was going to Go back to some wacky supernatural stuff, uh, but
2: uh, yeah. well, and the cutest for that because the characters were so unspecific in their details early on. Like, it's our song. Like there was no, they weren't very fleshed out. You go, oh, it's like upgrade. It's going to be a, it's going to be a what happens to them.
0: I, I do worry when. Someone said, I do worry when the insulin thing comes up that, you know, that's yeah, going to be it's a, a.
1: Chekhov's insulin. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That's going to uh. be a plot point, And it's really hard to do that. And even in. And I just find no fault in this movie. I love this movie. But even in Hereditary, when uh, Tony Collette says, Did you bring the EpiPen? Uh, and fortunately, yeah. there were so many other things going on in that movie that I forgot about it. Uh. But whenever you mention a character having like an allergy or diabetes or something. Yeah, yeah, Chekhov's so like insulin. feeding gremlins
2: after midnight.
0: Yeah, Dingus has it, right. Well, it's it's not – because that is like – that's introducing the rules of the movie. But insulin is always going to be – like Cujo, by the way, and I think that's a good use of it, is uh. in Cujo, no big deal. They just sit and they wait till someone comes along and gets the killer St. Bernard off of them. But her son has diabetes, and she doesn't have the insulin. Uh like, it can be used effectively, but don't think it's going to trick me, movie. Like, don't think that, that later right. on that, that that's going to be a gotcha, please.
2: I only like <laughs> it if it had been more thematically linked to her being a psycho. Like, see, my blood's crazy. My blood's than crazy. some thematic reason for her.
1: The thing, Otherwise, the you're th- just gimping your villain. The thing I liked about the guitar scene is all uh, – and this is probably uh, bolstering Tom's point – is all hung on Brittany Allen's reactions to the song yeah um, her her feeling because she does this really great thing where she's alternately like weirded out by it and attracted to her wife trying uh, to like it um, I don't think she's trying to like it I think she the first she's she's playing it like you know, my wife can play guitar and she's, she's sexy when she does it, but this song is kind of creeping me out, but yeah, I'm still kind of attracted to her. And I love the moment. I absolutely love the moment where Brittany on takes the guitar away from her and says, all right, we're, we're scene. uh, let's, let's actually, let's actually fuck right now. Um, I'm done with you playing guitar. Uh, you've turned me on sufficiently. Let's do this. And I think she carries the scene. I don't, I don't really think that uh, and, I, and i again this is to tom's point i i don't think that hannah uh emily anderson uh really does much to bring it as much as Brittany allen's reaction does so she see, hates the song
0: see kelly so, wand yeah. so are you still interested
1: sure <laughs> In either one of them
3: <laughs> we just point out she's
0: a terrible actress so why would you be come on please kelly wand what?
2: That's my bar. <laughs> Act better. Uh, so Kelly, wand, you are to be more efficiently?
0: You you didn't see it stains the sands red, right? You, we've ruined it. For no, you, I
2: guess. I'm all sorry. Right. Fair enough. No, I I'll forget everything you just said, like I always do. All right, all right. I, I think I'll Kelly will. Today.
1: I think Kelly will mm-hmm. like it regardless. It
2: sounds good.
1: It's for you, Kelly wand. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I but, didn't even yeah. know it was a zombie movie. I thought it was just like, spoiler, uh,
1: right? Yeah. It's see. not actually. It's an infected movie. <laughs>
0: the best uh, title of his, probably. So let's see another horror movie next week. What? <laughs> another you mean R- Okay. Another R-rated horror movie. Yes, Kelly Wand. Maybe one that Shane Black has written. Let's see if we can mm-hmm. get someone with some writing chops in here. Wait, who's Shane Black again? We'll, we'll find out when we see The Predator. Rated R. Don't the, take your children. What? Uh, you, right, can. It's late. you can. You <laughs> can. Do you recommend it, Kelly Wand? Sure. All right. It depends on the child. That's the thing. <laughs> That's why the whole thing's suspect. According to Kelly, Wallet, take your children to The Predator and then join us when we do a podcast for it next Let's week.
2: Say, they, they were R rated, and then we got old enough to see R rated movies, and then they made the PG
1: 13 one for us. Like, what the fucking, why we even wait for that? What about a 3x3 three three coming in a few weeks?
0: Right. If you uh, have examples of people playing themselves in movies that you like. Send your picks to 3x3 at quarterto3.com. Get them to us by midnight, September 30th. That's midnight Pacific, and we'll read them on the air. Uh, and in the meantime, we will see The Predator. I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian Mukowski.
1: It's Christian Muraski
0: And Kelly Wand.
2: Mr. Limpet was G-rated. And I, he killed all those Germans in the submarine. Lady,
3: I'm your knight in shining armor, and I love you. You have made me what I am And I am yours
2: But, you know, he kept us safe, Mr. Limpet So that's cool
1: God, you're so cheesy
2: Ah, because fish, cheese.
1: I prefer that we be more capable and prepared Than lucky Observation, reflection, faith, and determination In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us all right, and we have what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Oregai 6? Is that a question? Yes, sir? Walter, that's a question. That is correct.
2: There's never a headline where salmon causes salmonella. So it's chickens.
1: It's <laughs> a pretty fucked up story.
2: That's on our rating in this? Uh, all right.